so yeah, so I got 4 million views. So like Snapchat sent me a really good amount of money for that. Like more than any brand deal I've done, or like anything TikTok sent me or like that I've gotten on YouTube because YouTube does pay a good amount for even like shorts and it's like videos. Um, can, can I ask, yeah. what is that number for Snapchat? Oh, for Snapchat, I think in the first week I got 50K. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 80-20 series. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm Daniel. And on this series, we break down the 20 factor. The motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. And today, we have a special guest. So let me just run down a couple of numbers for you. 880,000 YouTube subscribers. Woo! 3.6 million TikTok followers. Woo! 420,000 Instagram followers. Wow. And honestly, by the time you're hearing these, all these stats are completely wrong because this man's growth is just exponential. We have social media sensation Ian Boggs. Woo! Yo, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Glad to be, to be here. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. Thanks for being here, Ian. It's we awesome. Yes. What an introduction by Jeremy, right? Like, yeah, uh, seriously. My, my was, heart was tingling. I was, I was like, wait, that. wait, wait, dude. Like, literally, you're my, you both are my inspirations. Like in college, <laughs> for real. Like, because when you start, you started your band. And I was like, wow, I want to do that someday. And then like you were an influencer already, and I was like, what well, content creator too? And I was like, whoa. I remember seeing you at the gym for the first time, and I was like, are you Jeremy Sry? I don't, th- I don't know if you remember. I don't. Like, I have no idea if you remember, but like you're like working out. And, oh no, I saw your joggers, and I was like, those are some nice joggers. So I asked you. I didn't want to be like a like a like a fanboy or anything. So I was like, I was like, where'd you get your joggers from? Because I. Knew who you were and then um and then i was like and then you were like you're like oh like this place and i was like oh okay cool and then i like, walked away and i was like <laughs> yeah i'm a cool guy but like <laughs> no way dude. We but, have- but yeah now i've gotten so much advice from you and you and so i'm just like yes dude what a full circle moment what the heck yeah <laughs> did you not remember it i i'm literally can be honest like, no 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 it's actually like <laughs> vaguely coming back like i do remember because oh, okay. it was my freshman like, year yeah, yeah a long time ago long long time ago because i was trying to remember it's like dude how did ian come into my life like i <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I dm'd a lot dude i was i was like i want to get this guy's attention like <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so i mean okay. your dms yeah so no, no 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 even more of an intro now like Ian, before he is where he's at today, he actually reached out and offered to do like videography and photography oh, yeah. services yeah. for me. Yeah. He like pitched this whole idea and I was trying to figure out how to make time for it and it just never came through. <laughs> and then, dude, fast forward today, our boy's at 3 million TikTok followers. Is that right? 3.6 million. Yeah. 3.6, bro. Just, you got to get it right, man. 600,000. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's fine. No, it probably happened in the last hour, to be honest. <laughs> actually, yeah, it's this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, 925,000. YouTube subscribers we're looking at these numbers right now and 420,000 Instagram followers he's actually just completely dominating all of social media and I think in order to figure out how he got to where he is today what his 20 factor was we just we have to start at the foundation like, mm. what does family look like for you I, you have a oh, mom, family dad, yeah family. And I think you have a little sister I have a little sister yeah um <clears throat> yeah so family for me it looks like well okay so I have I have a white American father who grew up in Africa and so that's one whole story and then I have a Japanese mother um, who's from Japan and so uh, growing up I had like a lot of conflicting I guess 
ideologies or ideologies. I don't know how to say that word, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to use big words, but (laughs) um, what's it called? So growing up, it was kind of hard. I make a lot of videos about this where it's like, you know, being Asian or like being mixed and whatnot, because Mm -hmm. lots of people around the world can relate to it because there's so many mixed people out there, like especially today, like now, like now more than ever. And that's Mm -hmm. every single day. But, um, uh, what's it called? So growing up was very interesting for me because I went, to, how long do you want this answer to be? Is it as long as I want? No, you, as okay. long as you want. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. We're, we're here so, for you today. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but when I was growing up in Japan as a preschooler, I went to a preschool, I went to a Japanese preschool. And so that was my first time, like, I think going to school. And I, I vaguely remember because it was, you know, the first couple of years of my life. And I think my dad was out in sea, like for the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in Japan and I didn't understand Japanese that well, and I didn't know English that well either. And so um, I, it was really hard for me to make friends. And I feel like I did get bullied a little bit, but it was, you know, like preschool. So no, no one really like bullying is not really that serious. It's just like yeah. being mean to someone. But um, yeah, like it was hard for me to communicate with people. Like I would speak in front of the class. But my Japanese was terrible. So like I, I just get, I would get laughed at and whatnot. Um, but I remember coming back to my like Japanese grandparents and my mom and, um, I don't think my, yeah, my sister was born at the time. Um, and just like feeling like home. Mm-hmm. And even though it was a long time ago, like I'm saying, it just sticks in my memory because, um, that's just my Japanese side of the family. And if you've been to Japan, you know, Japan, Japanese people are very nice and very kind and very respectful. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, yeah, so there's that. And then my dad, he grew up in Africa and he's, he was one of the only white people in his, like where he lived. And so he would get bullied a lot when he was a kid because like he's, he's different, you know? And so, um, I think he understands my story and how I came up to be. Um, and so that's why he's very, he's very understanding when it comes to things like me wanting to do the things that I want to do or like wanting to do social media or like sometimes having a lot of anxiety from social media and like hate comments and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, family, family is very important to me. And one other thing is that my parents, um, they never forced anything onto me. They always wanted me to do what made me happy. So when I, when I was going to college, like I started out as a bio major, this is a different story. However, I started out as a, as a bio major and I wanted to switch at the end of the year because I just, this wasn't making me happy, happy. And, um, my whole life I've been creative. And so, uh, I talked to my dad and I was like, I want to switch out of bio. Like, I, I'm so sorry. And I was crying on the phone, like right when I started talking. So I just wanted, I didn't want to disappoint them. And they're yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like if you're going to be happier in film, just go for film. Like I'm not going to, I think he was like. He was just hanging out on the porch or something like that. He was just like, yeah, yeah, do what you want to do. And I was like, okay, like just, he was like, just be happy because either way, if you work hard, you're going to make money. And so the only things that the only things that my parents care about for me the most is if I have enough money, if I have health insurance and car insurance, <laughs> and if I'm if I'm happy. And so, because if you're not happy, you're not happy what you're doing. Right. You're not going to be able to live a happy life. It's just math. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I switched out of bio because I didn't like math. But um I guess it's that that's that's that and my sister my sister is awesome (laughs) I I think that's absolutely amazing because like um growing up in an all Asian family like so both of my parents are Cambodian yeah and basically my parents kind of like misled me where they were like you know when you grow up you could be whatever you want a doctor or a lawyer yeah and it was kind of like that was it like the options like whatever you want a doctor or a lawyer I just processed that in my mind I was like oh dang that's messed up right (laughs) see it's it's like that's exactly what happened to me it didn't click like in the last like 18 years yeah (laughs) and then I was like wait a minute so I only had the option to do 
um, bio because I was like, that's the only thing I'm interested in. And I kind of pursued that all yeah. the way, all the way till I graduated college. Dang. So I'm like that's on that props. same, yeah. dude, I'm on the same boat with you. But to yeah. hear that your dad was okay with you just yeah. change. That's, that's yeah. absolutely amazing. So would you say like your family isn't a source of inspiration and could have possibly led to where you're at today in terms of your yeah. career and stuff? Yeah. I mean, so my dad, I was looking at your tattoos and I'm gonna bring this up, but like my dad has <laughs> tattoos all over his body. And that's, I, I, I don't know if it's just a military thing. Cause my dad was in the military for, I don't know, like, like a long time. Um, <laughs> he just retired like three years ago, I think, but, uh, what's it called? And he was in it since he was 17. However, he got a lot of tattoos while he was in and a lot of tribal, a lot of art. And that's what I saw growing up. And I, I would always see him getting like new tattoos and that's what inspired me to want to draw. And so as a kid, I had like, I have, I had a whole book of, um, dragon tribal drawings. Like literally, like, I think I drew like a hundred different dragons in tribal <laughs> and like a whole book for it. And then I won a, I won an art competition as a kid and I won a hundred dollars, you know, like as, as like a, <clears throat> as like an 11 year old getting five hundred dollars for a drawing. That's like that's, insane. That's I was like, huge. What the heck? Like a hundred dollars. <laughs> and I, all I did was draw this in my mind. <laughs> and so that's when I realized like, oh yeah, there's, there's money in art and there's oh, at least a hundred dollars. And so, <laughs> Uh, that, that happens to me. And then, um, so my dad's, you know, tattoos were a big source of information for me. He also draws and my mom's always been a really creative person. Um, I, I was on swimming. It was, in, it was swimming. You swam, right? And yeah, I, was, I did. Yeah. yeah. So like, I swam in high school and at one point my mom was, a we had like a president of our team kind of thing and they would just basically like, you know, handle everything. She was a vice president, but she was basically the president because she like, she would make these goodie bags for everyone at like meets, swim meets and competitions. And she would just make them super artsy, leave like little notes in there. Just an amazing creative and positive person. And so I think that was a big influence on me because I try to be the most positive content creator I can be and like provide entertainment that can make people smile or laugh. And so, um, yeah, very big inspiration. And then, my sister, I'm going to tie that too. My sister mm-hmm. was the first person to like, I guess, look at my, she's gonna, she, will, she would deny this. However, my sister was the first person <laughs> to kind of copy my drawings, like draw inspiration from me. And mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, why are you copying me? Like in my head, I was like, why are you copying me? Like, you know, sibling rivalry. Yeah, but yeah. Right. I asked her, why are you copying me? And then um, she was like, I'm not copying you. It's my own art. But it was like literally the same exact drawings <laughs> that I was doing. And so um, I think that taught me that like, okay, I'm good enough to the point where people want to do what I'm doing. And so I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. This is gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, <laughs> that, I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. Like, to, I mean, to me, like what that sounds like is over the experiences and the courses, like it just built up your confidence mm. in doing something that you actually loved. And I think that's yeah. really hard to find, yeah. especially at a young age, because usually you're kind of influenced by extrinsic factors. Like, and at this point in time, probably your parents where yeah. they reward you by, um, essentially, seeing you completing something that they want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then on this note though, it's like, they're allowing you this whole different sense of direction. So before we jump into like, um, career and stuff, let's talk about education really quick. Like Mm. you went to UCI. That's actually how we met. We're, we're all from UCI. Zot, zot. Um, what was your experience at UCI like? I know you were a residential advisor yeah, at one yeah. point. And like, where did you go from there? Um, so my experience at UCI was cool. It was great. It had, a low, it had its low points. It had its great points. Um, I think for me in general, school wasn't necessarily something that 
I really enjoyed ever, I think, to be honest. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I just I did not like school. I did not like how teaching goes. Um, I'm a very hands-on person, and I like creating things. Um, the only classes... Oh, shoot. Teacher's going to hate me for this. But like the only classes that I really, really genuinely enjoyed were the ones where I was actually filming things. Because like, I, I was a bio major for the first year and a half, but then mm-hmm. I switched to film. And that's when I realized, oh, yeah, like... I don't know what the statistics are, but I think, you know, becoming a successful director or actor and becoming a successful doctor or whatnot, uh, the amount that you make at the very top, I think the percentages can be kind of similar. And I think if you're going for the top, then either way, it's going to be a hard struggle because med school, you're going to be there for 10 years as an actor. You might struggle for 10 years or even longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm blessed with the opportunity to be able to social media and make content because that's and at the end of the day, I, I love being creative in general. Um, but at UCI, uh, I had the opportunity of doing a lot of organizations, and one of them was being a resident advisor. And um, I think that that changed my life a lot because it was the first time I was I was a leader to like fifty different people and more because our. I would say my hall was the best hall. And I, I like every, everyone at Mesa Court. If you know, Mesa, Mesa Court is like the main freshman hall yeah. area. Aside from, I know you were in Middle Earth, right? No, right, I was in Mesa too. Oh, you're in Mesa? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were in Middle Earth. Okay, never mind. Okay, However, we can talk shit now. Okay, okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you assume that he was in Middle Earth? He's like, Jeremy's in Middle Earth. Uh, I was, I was, I was Mesa. Like, oh, you're Mesa? Yeah, I was okay. Mesa. I, just, I just thought, I don't know. I thought we talked, I don't know. But um, so I was, yeah, so I was already from Mesa Court. I was one of the, like the original halls, like one of the, the smaller halls. Mm-hmm. And so it was like right next to the towers and I lived in the towers my first year because it was the first year they had the towers and they're amazing. Um, if you're listening to this and you don't know, if you've never been to UCI, the towers are beautiful and Mesa Court is around it and they're like these houses um, that are resident uh, residential areas for freshmen. Um, and they're very expensive, but they're worth it. However, I was an RA um, for about 54 people. I had 54 residents and in reality, I had about 70 because everyone would always come over and like I had all the student, I had all the freshman student athletes, pretty much all of them because right, I had right. the outdoor adventure hall. And at first it was like a really big struggle because I, I had a lot of anxiety. I was like, these guys are bigger than me and taller <laughs> than me. And they're literally like 18, 19 years old. And I was, I was only, I was 19 during my first half of being an RA then I turned 20 so some of them were the same age as me or older if they were international students and so I was like I had to be in charge of these kids who some of them can drink and I can't even drink and like <laughs> and so like what what am I being in charge of but then it taught me a lot because it taught me that literally like, you know age is a it, age it can't not determine whether you're gonna be successful or whether you're gonna be a leader or be a good leader right. and so there was a point in time where like I think I was 19 when this happened but I had these like I think yeah so Slovakian like water polo players and they were both almost seven feet like and what? I'm, I'm like I'm six feet with shoes and so <laughs> they were they were they were really tall really big water polo players and um what's it called one of them came up to me and he was like Ian you are the best RA and I was like <laughs> sounds like Arnold Sch- <laughs> yeah yeah I can't I can't do the accent very well but like that just made me feel really like like blessed i was like i was like whoa like this guy is huge he's probably older than me but he thinks i'm the best ra like uh-huh. heck yeah um so that was a great time and I, I learned a lot because you know i think even in social media i see it sometimes where i'm like because you have to be in charge of the group chats and like the facebook pages and facebook groups and whatnot and whenever mm-hmm. i rep- reply to comments like in a positive way i'm like i used to do this for my residents like <laughs> so um yeah in a, in a way it taught me a lot about building community and that in the end like if you know anything about social media it's about building community to build a following right. um and anything i think that helped me out a lot 
too. Right, right. In a weird way, it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, on the topic of college, I, I wanted to bring this up to you. I, I don't know if you remember, but let's rewind. I think it was like two and a half, three years ago, right? Yeah. There was a time we were at the ARC and we were just talking. I remember you asked me at Winners Collective and you're like, dang, Daniel, it's so tough to start a business. Yeah. And yeah. I remember that conversation <laughs> because it resonated with me because at that time, there wasn't a lot of people at UCI who had started businesses, yeah. you know, within our, our network and connections. And I yeah. remember at the time you were doing photography and you were telling me that yeah. you were selling presets yeah. and you were saying like, man, it's so tough. Like, I don't, I don't know how to grow this. I don't know how to yeah. you know, sell this. It, it's yeah. such a struggle. And it was just nice to hear that somebody was going through similar struggles as I was starting yeah. a business. Yeah. And so for me, it's just super crazy to see how, you know, Fast forward to today and I check your Instagram and all the metrics are absolutely insane. Like yeah. I know Jeremy brought it up, but I just want to say it one more time. It's 442,000 followers on Instagram, 920,000 subscribers on YouTube. And you went from 300 followers to 3.5 million followers on TikTok. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just to kind of let the viewers understand, you know, who is Ian Box for the people who don't know, right? Because I feel like that's an important place to start. Yeah. First and foremost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so absolutely. that's... Mm-hmm. If I were to answer who is Ian Boggs, man, I don't even know that question. Who am I? I'm going through a midlife, <laughs> midlife crisis at 22. <laughs> I don't know. But um, Ian Boggs is someone who has been creative his entire life. If you've <clears throat> been following me for a long time, you know that I switched my bio very frequently because it used to be like your personal senpai in the beginning. Like that, that, was, that was my brand. Like I was nice. doing Japanese and anime content a lot. Um, and and it, it, that's what you have to do. You have to build a brand. You have to build a community through things. And it was anime and Japanese and comedy stuff. Um, so I went through a lot of things. It was just like, at one point it was just hafu in um, katakana in Japanese. And that means a half, halfy person, like okay. a ha- half white, half Japanese or just a mixed person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still in there. But right now it's just a human who loves creating. And I think that, defines me the most because i mean i am a human being i'm not from outer space and um you guys can laugh at that if you want it was a joke (laughs) (laughs) um what's it called so yes i'm a human being who loves creating and i put that there because for for the longest i actually talked to my friends about this i was hanging out a lot of creators yesterday and i actually cried like like started bawling on my drive back from hanging out with a bunch of friends like two days ago because i was just so thankful Mm -hmm. um and like that doesn't really happen often, you know. It's usually just like, yeah. like when you're when you're a creator, you you self destruct a lot. You're like, dang, right. all this better. Like this could be perfect. Like all this kind of stuff. And I, TikTok really helped me with that because it's just like you film on that. In the beginning, I was just filming in the app and I just posted and whatnot. Now I do everything on my camera. But and that's that's what I'm tying back to is the camera. So like I for the longest time, like I just did whatever worked on TikTok that I thought worked the best on TikTok, which was Japanese anime and like comedy content, and mm-hmm. it did work. I got to I think. 2.5 million followers through wow. doing just that stuff that's insane and that's like that was like within, yeah. a, within i think a, a month over a year and um but in the in the past i think i hit 3 million like two weeks ago and i'm at 3.6 million now but that came from so i want to be an actor i told you the guys this, like and like even so like if i if i don't get into acting it's not too much of a problem for me because i love creating in general, right. even though I would love to be an actor. However, because I've been passionate about acting since I was a kid, and I know that because I took you know acting classes, and I was always around friends who want to be actors too. Um, POV type content on TikTok and like acting content, um, 
I would see people doing this and like doing really well. And I'm like, wow, that is so incredible. And from the very day that I made TikTok, Mm -hmm. I used to make a lot of POV type stuff, but they never did well for me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like I just, I really want to make this type of content. And I think, I think I started posting POV videos like a week ago with my camera. I just filmed them all on my camera (laughs) and I edited them all in the, in in my computer and everything. And, um, like it's, it's, it's been crazy because I'm starting to finally realize I'm tying back to the question. I'm starting to finally realize who Ian Boggs is. Um, and that's why I was crying in the car. Cause I was like, wow, like I'm finally posting what I want to post and it's actually doing well. And as a creator, it's very, it, it is a big mental health issue when, you know, your content doesn't do well and you're, you get sad about it. And like that happens to me all the time. And it's, it, like you, you can work on it through meditation like I do that but <laughs> in the end like you you don't make a lot of you make the most money when you're making good views like right, that's, right. that's the truth and that's yeah. the career and so um so in order to be financially stable you got to be able to keep the views going up and then do what you got to do for me this is the first time ever like ever where I really 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 love making the content that I make and it's actually doing well and I'm actually like growing at a very good pace and um so I guess Ian Boggs is someone who loves creating and wants to put out the best content he can create, um, who who is striving to be an actor, who wants to be in a Marvel film really bad. So if you're listening to this and you have any characters in Marvel, please let me know. Shameless but, plug. <laughs> really same, I have a list of characters I want to play. Um, but like, I read Marvel comics since I was a kid. Um, who also, you know, like likes watching anime, just stories in general. Um, I, I just, I love creating and in any in any form, whether it be like, art dancing acting making that's why i love being a social media content creator because i can post what i want to post mm-hmm. and you do have to have a niche to be able to grow really quickly but right. and maybe you don't i don't know but um for me that that is the case at least and so now i'm finally figuring that out and um yeah i hope that answers the question no no yeah. I, I think it does so i mean i think we've just transitioned all the way into careers altogether yeah so if I was a creator and I was just starting out now. What do I have to do to like get to where you're at? Because I remember, uh, dude, I like did a deep dive on you. (laughs) And you said at one point you were posting 10 TikToks a day, seven days a week. That was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I like... I feel like That's I know good. too much about you now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, low key, but, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. The reason why why I thought you were Middle Earth is because I saw photos on your Facebook of you in Middle Earth. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, this guy went to UCI. Like, what dorm was he in? Like, I was like, I was curious. I was like, <laughs> I think that, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. But okay, go ahead, yeah, yeah. So, like, how did you get your start essentially? Um. Yeah, so it was posting 10 times a day for like a week. So <clears throat> what what inspired you to do that? Um, I think the biggest inspiration was seeing my friends go viral on TikTok. I was like very envious, mm. to be honest. And I know I know envy is not a good feeling to go off of, but like in the sense it was more so like I see my friends doing it, I know I can do it kind of thing. Like if I if I if I see someone do something, I know I can do it too. And so I, I and whether it takes a lot of practice or whether it takes time, like I know at some point someone can do it unless I'm trying to, you know, race against Usain Bolt and that's not going to happen. <laughs> but like realistic goals, definitely. And so uh, at the time I was listening to a lot of Gary V and <laughs> I don't anymore because his main goal is to get you to stop listening to him and which is good, you know. And so uh, here we are. He was, he was yeah. yeah, he was he was talking about TikTok a lot all the time. And I was like, I really should hop on this. And um, I saw my friends go viral uh, and then that made me realize like, okay, I need to post on it a lot. So I posted on it like once or twice a month 
and then once every like two months for the, for my last year at UCI, I was downloaded it and did whatever. Nothing would take off. Like maybe a thousand views if I was lucky. And then when quarantine hit, um, that was my last spring break at UCI of my last year, and I was like, "What am I gonna do with my life?" Like, <laughs> like I, my my whole goal was to be a travel photographer, and I was working towards that. Like I had connections. I I was already doing it. I went to Costa Rica for a paid trip to take photos for an Airbnb there, and it was the best experience of my life I think um yeah actually it was yeah and what's it called so during that week where quarantine first started and it was spring break I was like I have all this time now we can't go out and hang out with people like I'm gonna go crazy if I don't create something and so I decided to make a YouTube video and it never went out because the title was going to be how to go viral on TikTok. And I had never gone viral on TikTok before. (laughs) So I was like, let me make a plan. I drew it on my whiteboard and um, I wrote down the plan and I filmed everything. And I look back at that footage and I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? But like (laughs) I wrote down um, how to go viral on TikTok post my, my plan was to post 10 times a day for seven days and just see if I can go viral doing that. Uh-huh. And I would like look at content on my feed. I would rework it. This, this is literally TikTok is just everything's copied content. You're just making it your own unless you're a very original person. And like then it, it just depends. You know, you just you got you got to figure out what works for you. If you rework content, it works and it works. But I, I didn't know what I wanted to post. And so there were a lot of things in my FYP. I loved humor. And so I would take a lot of trends and I like doing my own way. And on my fourth day, um, I had gotten my first viral video. I got like 400K views and I was like, I've never gotten 400K views before. Like the most I got on Instagram randomly was like 20K on like a haircutting video. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a haircutter. And so I was like, <laughs> what the heck? But um, yeah, so I, I did that. And I think I hit a thousand followers on the second, no, my third day of making 10 videos a day. And from that day on, I went live like, while I was sleeping, like I had the camera on me while I was sleeping, and what? like live every single night because I just wanted it so bad, like I, like so bad. I was like, I have to be posting every like every minute of the day. Yeah, and so um, in order to like beat that, I would just go live for like seven or eight hours that I was sleeping, and I'd wake up and I'd see like you know twenty people watching me. I'm like, what the? But there's twenty people. Yeah, and then, and then on that fourth day when I went viral, um, there was a hundred people watching me, and I only had like four thousand followers, and so I was like. Why do I have a hundred people in my life? Um, so uh, that was that was a weird experience, but I did it for like the whole week. And um, at the end of the week, I had eight thousand followers. And wow. yeah, and that's like I was like, wow, okay, cool. And so I kept doing. I think after that, I couldn't post ten times a day because I was insane. I started posting five times a day for the for like another two weeks, and then I got to like fifty k, and then. Wow, fifty k is a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, like no big deal. I just got to fifty k. Yeah, and then um, and then by the end of the month, I had one hundred k, and then I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing this. Like, I'm gonna keep posting every single day. And like at that point, school had started, and I was doing a lot of grad. I think I did around. It was anywhere around sixty to a hundred um photo shoots, including graduation shoots, weddings, and like all that kind of stuff. In that in that last quarter, I had at UCI, um, because I was doing influencer photos too, and so like for other influencers, and um what's it called <clears throat> so that was also a big inspiration that i took photos from other influencers that i like i looked up to and i was like wow like i want to do this someday like, i want to be mm-hmm. in front of the camera and so um that's, that's another not another thought though so uh flash forward to like six months later i'd already graduated i didn't really know if i wanted to do social media or not um so I, I think the day that i moved out 
back to Colorado to be with my family. This is my family living right now. Um, I had 800K followers. And so I was like, I need to hit 1 million before my birthday, which was November. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just posted what worked and that was Japanese content for me at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I had gotten to a million followers within like a week. No, no, not a week. I think two weeks. Wow, yeah. two weeks. I just, I just posted just straight up just Japanese content. Just like every single day, like three Japanese videos. And um, it, it worked because you got to have a niche to grow. Yeah. And you got to build a community. So um, from that time period, from when you started to 1 million, how much time has passed? From when I started to 1 million? Yeah. Oh, that was on TikTok. I think that was within six months. Six months. That was within six months. That's insane. Yeah. So it was within six months. And then, and then I... I think a month before that reels came out and so I just posted reels every single day or like every other day and then that grew my Instagram and like there's, there's just no way to tell like what social media is doing and so I think I was very fortunate that reels came out YouTube shorts came out like Snapchat mm-hmm. spotlight came out all these things um, so the, in that way like it helped me become a full-time creator because I was right. estab- establishing myself on all the platforms and that's what you have to do as a content creator and so um, so I guess I was home for five months and I didn't realize that it was five months until I left because I was like, whoa, that's went by real quick. Um, and when you're like, I didn't have any friends in Colorado because I, my parents moved out there during my second year of college. And so, um, before that they were living in Japan and I would go back to Japan and like, hang out there. But in Colorado, it's just, it's, it's a very beautiful place, but it's not a good place if you want to be entrepreneurial and, uh, just grow like as a creator and whatnot because mm. all of those people are in LA or California or like places that have lots of booming business. Right. Um, so I, I, I got really unmotivated. I wasn't really that happy with the content I was making. I wanted to go out and meet people mm-hmm. and I was just, I think internally I was like, I don't want to use the term depressed because it's, you know, a real mental health problem, but I was very, very, very sad and I was very like anxious and very lonely and just like, and I had my family, but, um, I needed like friends. Right. And so I decided like, I'm going to move out, ba- move back out to LA. And then literally, uh, I think, I think I moved out to LA when I had like 1.7 million followers. And then within like two weeks, I had gone to 2 million. And then like a week after I was like 2.3 million. And I was like, man, why, why didn't I just stay in California? Yeah. Like I, I need <laughs> this energy, you know? And then like, cause when you're around other people that have the same energy and that have the same drive, you just keep going and you're like, you're just yeah. constantly motivated. Yeah. And, um, it does cause, you know, bad burnout sometimes, but if you have good energy around you, then you could bounce back after a little break. Right. So, but, but like only do that if you are, you know, healthy and like not destroying <laughs> yeah. your mental health because don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, however, yeah. And so it took me a while, but like I was saying, I'm finally at a place now where I like the content I'm creating and I feel comfortable with it and I want to do the best I can with it. So yeah, and then, and then a big reason for being in LA is because I really want to act and I really want to achieve that goal of being in a Marvel movie. Like, that's just like, right. that's just like that one goal I set for myself that it's like, you have to get this goal. Like, that's right. Like, yeah. Dude, I'm excited. I can't wait to see you like in we'll a Marvel movie. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I put myself in the MCU in my TikToks, in my series. Yo, so, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Dang. Yeah, okay. We'll towards it. So yeah. we have, uh, we've talked about TikTok, but now you're also on Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat spotlight. You mentioned all those, like, are you, um, reposting the content or are you mm-hmm. creating new original pieces of content across yeah. them all? Or it's like, obviously TikTok is just short form video and now you can post three minute videos, but primarily it's a short form video platform. And you know, every single app out there realized that TikTok was 
taking over everything. And so they made their own short form video platforms because one, YouTube has been the king of video for like forever. So it's good that they made shorts. And um, for the first month and a half that I posted YouTube shorts, they would only get a couple hundred views. And I had, I think I had like 15K followers at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting a couple hundred views was like not that good for me. And um, I think, yeah, so after that month and a half, one video took off. And it got like a million views in a day, and then it kept going. And then all the rest started getting like a million views. Because like the thing is with YouTube, like you know, if viral content is viral content, and it depends on the audience where it's at for it to go viral. However, I strongly believe that if a piece of content is meant to go viral, it will. And so on YouTube, like it took a long time, but out of nowhere, all my videos started getting like a million views and like all kind of stuff. And it was actually I had better engagement on. YouTube with way less followers than I do on TikTok for the longest time. I th- I don't want to, I don't know what it's at now. However, I saw that and I was like, okay, maybe YouTube is still the king of like social media and video mm-hmm. because one, they pay a lot of money still uh, for for like you know in terms of comparison to TikTok and Instagram doesn't really pay anybody unless you do brand deals. So yeah, yeah. Um, and Snapchat paid a really big amount. However, it's because they were also competing with. TikTok mm-hmm. and they were I think the last in the game to like release their short game thing so yeah I was I was very fortunate that that came out because no one had any idea that they would release reels or like shorts or whatever so dang yeah. that's insane so how do you cross manage all these platforms oh wait I didn't answer your question if I post other contents <laughs> yeah 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 so like it's, I like for for Instagram you know you can't post photos on TikTok unless you make them a video or something like that. Right. So on Instagram, I still post photos. I'm really bad at being consistent with photos because I just, I love making videos. Like it's yeah. just so much more fun to me. Um, so I do post photos um, to keep it diverse. And on YouTube, <clears throat> I have a lot of long format videos and I'm kind of, I'm kind of aiming for 1 million before I start making more longer form content again, because it does take a lot. It's like you both know, like making long format videos forever. a lot. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of work. And so, um, and I, I'm like, I'm probably going to hire an editor because it's just, it's just way too much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I do have different types of content for different platforms. And so cross managing it, I'm a very, I guess, manager type personality, like type A personality. <clears throat> and so, uh, I actually left my agency because I just I love managing everything on my own, and like I just, I need that like control over my own life mm-hmm. to be comfortable. So, yeah. So that, that I guess uh, yeah. I just manage everything. I schedule posts on YouTube, and I write out a schedule for myself every day. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I think that's super important because otherwise you kind of lose that consistency. Because yeah. as a as a creator for me too, like I know sometimes I lose that sense of motivation because I didn't prepare anything or I don't, I don't have anything planned. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like, dude, what do I even do today? And on that same note of like mental health and being able to like move forward and stuff, I totally understand with like, you know, when that piece of content you put a ton of time in just completely flops, yeah. it's like, dude, should I even bother with this thing I have? Yeah. Like, do people still click with me? Like, how yeah. do you uh, motivate yourself yeah. to go on to the next piece? So Whenever I do something like that where like I spend a long time to make a video and it doesn't do well or like as well as I thought it would, I take it as a lesson because in reality, like no amount of time or dedication towards a piece of content or a piece of artwork or anything determines whether or not it's good in someone else's eye or like if it's, you know, like, like my thing is if it's like, I always believe if it's meant to go viral, it will. And so 
like I strongly believe in that. And I always post like there's no algorithm and people say things like shadow ban, like is a thing. And I'm just like, shadow ban does not exist. And I know it doesn't because I talk to people on TikTok and, um, I feel like saying those kinds of things builds up so many myths and it builds over information or like, no, what is it? Too much information. Misinformation. Yeah. Mis- misled yeah. information, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just having too much info in your brain is not good for you at all. <laughs> so like in, <clears throat> in reality, it's better and it's healthier to just be like, Oh, it didn't do well. Okay, cool. I need to make better content or, or look at what's working and then make it my own and possibly make it better and better is very relative in someone else's terms. But in your own terms, like try to try to make it better. And who knows, it might go viral and you might be happy with it because mm-hmm. like not going viral for something you wanted to go viral is not a good feeling. Like it, it kind of sucks. So yeah. Um, so I, I combat that feeling with just understanding that I have no control over whether a video does well or not. And if it does, I'm happy. If it doesn't work better or something like that, work smarter. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's a really good outlook. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? I'm curious if, if, I'm, if I'm allowed to ask. Yeah, no, no. What, yeah. Like, what do you mean? So like, like, okay. It's so like if you, if you, well, I mean, cause you're, you're a creator. Okay. Um, I know you were saying you don't really do social media that much, but <clears throat> like if you, if you post a video and you're like, am I allowed to ask questions too? Yeah, uh, no, totally so, dude. It's an open combo, you know, man. Cause Jeremy Spry right here is an influencer. <laughs> fitness influencer. I, I, I can't do that cause I'm fat right now. But, <clears throat> um, so if you, if you make a piece of content and it doesn't do as well as you wanted it or like you thought it would like, what do you what do you do to get around that man i i feel like i'm still working on figuring that whole thing out but the biggest thing that has been the um the wheel that makes me move forward if you will is having eggs in multiple baskets because before i was literally only on instagram and i was super heavy into instagram and i didn't care about any other platform i was like just here so that it, it kind of in a sense made instagram control of my life so if Instagram flopped, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I hate this. And it's like, yeah. I post so frequently and I've done that for the last five years where, where I know like if this post has this amount of likes in this amount of time, it's going viral. Yeah, yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah. or if this post only has this much at this time, it's it's a flop. Yeah. And I do agree. Like there's like a huge mental health toll on this thing, especially when you connect your social media stuff to business. Yeah. Like for example, fun fact, like in terms of revenue, I would say like brand deals probably make up anywhere between one to 5% of my total income. Mm -hmm. The other 95 is literally my own business. Yeah. So I only use social media for my business. So when the likes go down, my, my dopamine rush is down. Everything yeah. is down and I'm not motivated to make like the next piece of content yeah. in my yeah. mind. It's almost like, dude, my business is down. Yeah. But these days by having YouTube as an outlet, by <laughs> trying to go onto TikTok, oh, yeah, I yeah. can't figure that out. Yeah. And, but by, by, by having multiple platforms, I'm okay if a piece of content exactly. flops because I have other things I want to work on too. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, and yeah. I, th- I think from um, a business standpoint, so for, with Daniel, when you were working on Winners Collective, how did you kind of handle that with products? Like if you, when you make collections, did you ever have a moment where like it flopped or if it was like a bust? Um, I think for business it's kind of different um, because you run advertising. Yeah. But it's similar in a sense where you obviously try and test a couple different things. Yeah. And then whatever hits, you scale that. Yeah. Which is yeah. very similar to, you know, what you guys are doing because you guys are 
busting out content. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like you said, you know, you bust out a content multiple and then you see what your audience resonates with and that's what you scale. And for you, that was, you know, the, the Japanese videos. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so that's kind of like how it was for winners collective and, and stuff like that. But in terms of like personal, like I'm not that big of an influencer, so I don't really have as big of a perspective on that. But I will say from an outside perspective, talking to you two, mm. you know, it is, inspiring to see how committed you guys are to your craft and coming from me it's like it's it's crazy to see how you guys navigate through social media because mm. like i said i'm not even an influencer but i have to take breaks from social media myself <laughs> you know and it's insane because you guys are posting things every single day a couple times a day yeah right and so I always talk to Jeremy about this, you know, and I want to talk to you about it too, but it's like, how do you deal with navigating through social media? Because obviously there's a positives, right? Which is what yeah. we discussed, you know, all the growth, all of the um, overnight sensation in the videos. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like the mental health issues, oh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, feeling down after a video has flopped or feeling down because of um, outside feedback. Yeah. And so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, how do you deal with like the bad days, you know, and, and yeah. the negative pressures? Yeah, working out, <laughs> to be sure. honest. Like, yeah. uh -huh. sometimes when my anxiety gets bad or like meditation can't help or like whatever, um, I realize like, did I work out today? And I'm like, oh, if I hadn't worked out, <laughs> then like, it, it just makes sense. Like, cause like, we're, like, I don't think people realize how much endorphins you get from working out. Like, and I know, I know you, you do it a lot, a lot yeah. because you make content with it. But, and I'm just like, honestly, dude, I see it and I'm like, I'm like, how are you doing this every day? Cause like, like I already work out every day and I don't think I could do it and then make content. Like, <laughs> like that's insane. However, um, so my, my thing every day I try to work out before I do anything. <clears throat> so I wake up, I eat food, I eat breakfast, I get ready and everything, take a shower and I go to the gym and I get my workout in and then I'm like, I'm ready for the day. And so, uh, what's it called? In college, I couldn't do that because classes were always in the morning and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And, like, you just, you just you like, you go to class, you're, like, dreadful. You're, like, oh, man. Like, but I feel like, you know, if I had just woken up at 4 a.m., went to the gym, it would have been fine. However, that's really, really hard. Um, so now, like, I do the gym first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. and I come here. Um, and there, there were times when I would get, like, lots of hate comments, just, like, random. Like, people hate for, like, anything, really yeah. anything. Um and like that got me down at a certain point. I talked to like a lot of careers about this and like, oh yeah, we get hate pawns like all the time for like just, just dumb things. Like it's really dumb. Um, and so what's it called? The way to get around that is just realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm talking about hate comments because hate comments are a really big thing with mental yeah, health. Yeah, it's huge. Media. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, just simple things like cringe or like, um, wow. There was one comment. I want to point this out. It was one comment uh -huh. that I got the other day. It was like, it was like, uh, what did it say? I'm just going to word it right. It was like, <clears throat> his whole family goes on to become doctors, medical professionals, all this kind of stuff. Him becomes a TikToker. And then I was like, I was like is this supposed to be an insult? So I, I, <laughs> I commented and I was like, TikToker, photographer, professional videographer, like all these things that I've done professionally. Um, and, then, and then I was like, and then I believe everyone should do what they want to do in life. And I put a smiley face. And then I didn't see that comment afterwards. Probably deleted it. You know, I'm yeah. like, it's like now, now, like whenever I see hate comments, I just like reply back to them and say like, LOL. Or like um, someone commented POV, you didn't finish. Because I do a lot of POVs now. It was like POV, you didn't finish the whole video. And I was like, POV, thanks for commenting. Because like <laughs> boosting the algorithm. Um, so I've learned that sometimes just, you know, those days where you get a lot of hate comments or whatever and you're not doing anything wrong then 
just let them slide or like someone giving a good word of advice where it's like um anyone who does something like that that puts you down or whatever it's just a reflection of themselves like mm-hmm. it's just a, a mirror for them to be like wow like i'm not happy with my life i'm gonna bash on this person right and that's usually what it is and if it's a kid because like, the majority of people on social media are kids like don't let a kid you know, <laughs> offend you right, right um and also like if it's an adult that's even worse <laughs> because like what is an adult doing to a 22 year old or even other creators who are like 16 years old on tiktok like 18 years old they're so strong like, i feel like Charlie D'Amelio, like all those really, really big influencers who are celebrities now, they are so strong because they get so many hate comments and they're like teenagers. I'm like, how do they do that? Um, but yeah, so major respect to like people who do that. But yeah, I think going to the gym, understanding that, you know, it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. um, and that if you're not doing anything wrong and you're putting out positive content, then you're totally fine. And just knowing that if you're doing what you like at the end of the day, then no one can take that away from you. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you developed, uh, that wall, if you will? I'm just, oh I yeah. Don't like thick skin. Yeah. 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 Like, you feel like you developed that over time or you were just kind of like, I think you just at turned first, it on. At first I didn't even care. Like I was, cause I didn't have anything to lose. I was just posting like whatever I wanted, like a hundred K. Um, and you know, I grew and it grew. Then I think once I hit a million, I was like, okay, that's a big number right there. And then like the anxiety got kind of bad. Cause I was like, okay, people can, you know, possibly recognize me in public now like, this is like and like i do get recognized in public a lot now it's very interesting it's very cool and like people are respectful and i, I appreciate that um but that did give me like a, a lot of anxiety because i'm like shoot am i being watched like all the time mm-hmm. and um now i've learned to control it because meditation honestly helps so much um but sorry what was the question again it, like then the, the, with with thick skin oh, yeah, do thick you feel sk- like that developed over time <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally went off track no 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 <laughs> i think the thick skin it was there in the beginning because I was on the powerlifting team and we all like bash on each other every <laughs> single day in the gym. Like it's, it's like, it's like the, it's like the perfect combination of love and hate. It's like all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's like, it's like all, yeah, literally. And so that helped me develop the thick skin. Like I was on the swimming team and like, we were always just like, you know, make jokes with each other and whatnot. And so I just like hate comments and stuff never really bothered me in the beginning. And then when I hit a million, I was very like, sidetracked by that i feel like my wall um came down my thick skin i guess wasn't there anymore and um I, it took me i think it took me being back in la and like being on my own and having to deal with the anxiety of knowing if i'm gonna like be able to make enough money to like be out here mm-hmm. and like you know maybe buy a house at some point or like make a career out of being a social media influencer right um it took me you know these i think yeah like i think four four months Four months now four total months now like being in la because yeah oh wait what's today is august, today is august the fourth august fourth fourth yeah. yeah it's been it's been four months officially um just recently i guess and i guess four months of being back in california to realize that i just need to stick to what i do because i'm at the most financially stable place i've been at in my life but literally three months ago I was like the most anxious wreck out there. And I was, I was, I remember like, I, I messaged you a lot. I was like, I asked yeah. so many questions. Like, like Jeremy's helped me so much with so many like with tax things. Like literally like just like any, any question I had about like being content or influencer. Um, Jeremy messaged me like right away. And I, that's like, like not many people in life do that. And so that was, I was really appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, so like now I'm just, I guess kind of trying to enjoy life while also, um, being passionate and driven because, you know, being in LA is good for that. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, and and, and that, that thick skin, that's the thick skin. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it did develop over time, and it, it right. took it took a lot to have it back again. But I think I am, I'm. It's it's more it's more a sense of like I guess not thick skin, but understanding yourself. I gotcha. Guess. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Because like I do have a question. Because I want to go back to like the whole idea of you know motivation, the twenty factor. Yeah. Because when I sit here and hear your entire story, you know it's filled with a lot of consistency, a lot mm. of ups and downs, right? Yeah. A lot of negatives where it's filled with anxiety, but then a lot of positives where you're sitting in the back of your car as you're driving, or the front of your car as you're driving. Yeah, sorry, yeah. and yeah. then you know you're realizing where you are at this point. And so I'm curious, you know, where do you get this internal drive, this twenty factor from? Like, what drives you to keep going? I don't know, man. Like, it's literally. Yeah, I, I remember when you first told me about the 2080, I was like, that is a really good quote right there, like good message because like it's, it's be the 20, move the 80, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just, I love that message a lot. It's like, keep, keep it going because it's, it's going to help a lot of people. <laughs> but and, and I know you are, but um, I guess my 20 is just wanting to see myself succeed. Like, like being able to tell kid Ian that like you made it, you right. know, or like, cause I grew up watching people like ryan higa on youtube mm-hmm. like that was one of my biggest inspirations like i think you know maybe some no 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 Word, words mean I've, I've learned recently that you know the words you use mean a lot and you have to be good with them so at some point i want to you know get bigger than ryan higa because right. he inspired me and like that's the kind of motivation i need to keep going and um so we'll see what happens but you know i think i'm at a place now where i I, and I think I was before too because I'd had the photography business and I was able to pay off my student loans through photography. That, wow. Like, and, and people, there, there are so many people who like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, they, they don't understand that if you do what you want to do, you just got to figure out how to make it work and like work hard enough to get there. And it's right. going to suck in the beginning, but you have to do it. Um, if you want to, if, if you want it, like everything in life is just how bad you want it. Yeah. Like, and, and you can't control at what time something happens, but you can definitely, you know, get a means to get somewhere like there's people who like look at bella porch like she literally grew to almost 100 million followers within Mm -hmm. a year like a little over a year it's just things like seeing seeing that i think that motivates me a lot people who are doing better than me right or like have have more than i do and of course i have no idea what you know they might be going through and so it's not the the most healthy thing to do to yourself but it it is also something that motivates me a lot because right. then like, like I said earlier, if someone's done it, then I truly believe that I can do it or that anybody else can do it too. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome to hear. And yeah. could you just describe a little bit more how that felt as you were driving home and feeling that euphoria? Cause I mean, when you were telling that oh, yeah. story, I kind of did get a little bit of chills and I was like, man, oh. I feel like a lot of people that's, what they're working towards when you kind of sit and realize that you're at a place where what you're doing is your passion yeah. and you're getting recognized for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That it's happened to me twice now. Um, the first time that happened, I was still living in Irvine and it was when I hit 500 K and that was when I realized like, that's literally half a million followers. Like what in the world? I remember when I was at 300 K, I called my dad or my, my dad was worried about me. My parents were worried about me. They were like, you know, what what are you what do you want to do? You're gonna graduate soon. They weren't being pushy or anything. They were just asking me like, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'll do photography and I'm at 300k on TikTok. I'm pretty sure I can get to a million. Yeah. It's like very far away. <laughs> but you know, and then I guess within a month I got to 500k and I was like, okay, I can get to a million. Like this is halfway there. And then um, so I get like when I was driving back 
in my car for I think I think it was like Del Taco or something. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> I go to Del Taco whenever whenever I don't have like when I'm like short on time and I have to get somewhere I need food I just go to Del, Del Taco. Um, it's like the, the the healthy Taco Bell. So, but Taco Bell, if you're listening to this, I would love to do a brand deal. Shameless plug number two. Same, same, same with eighty twenty. They'd love to do it too. But um, I don't know if you want to. But plug there. Yeah, okay. right there. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I had felt that same euphoric feeling when I was driving home from hanging out with other creators, uh, like two days ago, because, um, like I had always dreamt about something like that. Like, cause I've met people, I've met like Wong Fu, you know, Wong Fu Productions. Right. Yeah. yeah they're like the OG, like Asian creator YouTubers that made films on YouTube with their own production. Oh shoot. With their own production. <laughs> like over the mic. <laughs> I'm not even going to hear me. Yeah. <laughs> Mic's under my chin. Um, but what's it called? So like, I, I think, I think honestly seeing other Asian creators like motivate me. So when, when I met, you know, Wong Fu, like all of them in person, they were saying like, we love seeing you and the newer generation like come up. And I'm like, yo, newer generation. What the, what? Like you're, you're saying that we're, and just, that, that feeling was also euphoric. I was yeah. like, wow. Like I didn't even realize it as that because you're just going through it and you don't, you don't know what, you know, like 10 years from now, who you may have inspired that can right. get to somewhere where you are or even bigger than you. Right. And like, I would want someone who's like listening to me to like get bigger than me or like be motivated to get bigger than me because it's so possible. It just takes time and effort um, and, and the right smart decisions. But uh, yeah, the, it, it just it's, it felt like a full circle moment from like being inspired to being somewhere mm-hmm. and then regaining inspiration because I was hanging out with people who, um, you know, have more followers than I do or like at a, have, have goals that I want to achieve or have achieved goals that I want to achieve. Right. And you really need those people in your life if they're, you know, if they're good people and they, they're willing to provide you information, like not, not like people who are very overly confident, but yeah. like people who are willing to help. Um, and I have a lot of those people in my life now I feel like. And so that was really nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I would say almost your 20 factors just, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a product of like yeah. your environment in the sense that, um, you're around these people who have already hit this goal and yes. it's, and then by like, being in contact with them almost it becomes tangible exactly the goal becomes completely tangible and exactly. it's kind of cool mm-hmm. because now like as i watch you through social media you're kind of collabing with more and more people yeah. and it's like yeah. now hearing this backside to it it's like dude your goals are becoming more and more tangible yeah it's crazy because like um you know i have friends who know simu liu and i think I, I was never open about my goal with working with marvel at some point until i saw simu liu you know like become shang chi and i was like Am I saying that right? Oh, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you the first how do you, Marvel? How do you like Asian actually like, <laughs> I, I heard like I heard the, I heard the white director say Shang Chi, and I was like, okay, maybe I should say it like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, but but regardless, it was like it was really um, it was really motivating to me because that was the first time like an Asian. Well, aside from I think Ross Butler got like he was in Shazam, um, but like. Mm-hmm. Simu Liu is the lead in a Marvel movie and that's like like I grew up reading Marvel comics and like DC comics and all of them and like that mm-hmm. was that was my first sense of just storytelling in a way that made it super actiony but also like very um you know it's a comic book but it was very comical mm-hmm. and uh entertaining but it's just pictures and same with anime like anime has always been a big inspiration because I'm Japanese and um, not saying that every Japanese person watches anime, <laughs> but like, but I grew up with it because in Japan it, it literally is everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, can, we, can I have the question again? I'm trying to tie it back. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there was no question. You oh, actually yeah, just yeah. kind of went off of it. Yeah, I yeah. was saying, like, I, I thought your 20 factor was yeah. um, you being yeah. a product of your environment exactly. and you actually so going around those yeah. types of people that have hit that tangible goal. So, exactly. I mean, at this point, you've already met the Asian Marvel superhero lead. It's, I haven't met him. No, I haven't oh, met you him. haven't met him. I have not met him. I have okay. friends who know him and have, like, I've, like, asked him about, like, asked him about, about his story and whatnot. And just because... I feel like once you know someone's story, you know how they achieve something. And then like, like you're saying, it becomes more tangible. And, um, so I haven't, I have not met him. However, um, I would love to. And it's like, it's like, it's more like, like, even though I haven't, it feels like I almost did because I know, I have you know connection. so much of the story. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like having that in itself is just the most motivating thing for a goal that you want really bad and have wanted for a while right right and i think to add to what you said jeremy about ian's 20 factor based off what i heard too i feel like it's that level of commitment and the confidence that comes from seeing quote unquote your friends or your rivals do amazing things and after you see that there's two types of reactions right like one reaction could be you see and you go damn they grew so fast. I wish I could do that one day, right? Uh It's probably not going to happen, right? You kind of look at it as like a dream. But the other point of view is you see it and you're like, wait, but I could do that myself. Like what's, what's to stop me from doing it? Exactly. And I think that is what kind of separates the the creators who make it versus the ones who don't, or like the people who are in business who make it and the ones who don't, because you could either see something and get inspired and pursue it, or you could see it admire it and you could fold right and so based off the conversation that we had through this podcast that's immediately what i got out of it when you were talking about how you were seeing others do it and the first thing you thought was man i could do that too and i'm gonna do it yeah and and that's really inspiring for you know us to hear i'm so glad to hear that yeah like seriously it's just like i i think in the beginning i would see people and be like how do they do that but i was never i don't think i was ever like i can't do that like even 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 when I saw, um, yeah, like people who are at like ten million now, I was like, I was like, man, like I, I can I can do that. Like yeah, the other going fast, like I'm happy for them. That's cool. Like whatever. There's a little bit of jealousy in there, but I'm also like, I need that jealousy. I need that motivation. I need to see that to be able to be like, okay, now my turn. I need to make this happen. <laughs> and so that's what I'm working towards right now. But um, yeah, I'm just like exactly what you're saying. It's just figuring out what they're doing right. And then seeing how you can apply it to your own life or like your own business or uh, platforms. Right, so, right. That's yeah. it, dude. Ian's a 20 factor right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 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 Literally. Um, if we can dive into some like a little more personal questions, you yeah. can answer them however you want. But mm-hmm. a big part of being a creator is finances. Yeah. And it's like, I know... I know a couple of numbers just from other YouTubers that I've spoken to and how much yeah. revenue they're doing and stuff. But yeah. like now we're in this new space with yeah. reels, shorts, and TikToks. And yeah. it's like, what percentage of income would you say is from the actual platforms? Yeah. And then what are from brand deals? And yeah. how does that work for you? I will say, I don't want to give out, like, I don't want to give out the exact numbers, but I will say that on Snapchat, I think I was very lucky and I was in it in the right time. Uh, like, because they came out with their spotlight thing um, in November. But Wait, can you explain what the spotlight thing yeah, is? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So like, spotlight is because Snapchat was kind of like late in the game for the short video, short videos and whatever, they had this thing where every day there was a, a million dollar pool. And 
if, if you if you pass 100k views on something and it's within the guidelines it's within something they would pay for like reposted content um you know like green screen content that usually would not get any money but um videos like original content like comedy stuff or like relatable stuff like um shopping haul videos stuff like that like that mm-hmm. did well they would pay for that kind of stuff because what snapchat spotlight Actually, I don't know if I can say it, but like Spotlight Spot was behind it was behind the game. They needed to know what worked, and so they needed people to post, and they needed the, the good creators to post and post what they want. So that million dollar pool, you know, was a big motivation um, for creators to post, and not even just creators. Like there are people who during that time became Snapchat Spotlight creators, not like real creators or like not, not like reels as in like Instagram reels. Everyone's a good <laughs> oh. creator. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh-huh. um, but you know, like a TikToker, like they became like Snapchat Spotlight creators. Uh, so they had that million dollar pool that people could access <clears throat> at, um, after a certain amount of views, if it was the right kind of content. And for me, I, didn't I thought it was a scam everyone thought it was a scam in the beginning um so not many people posted on it except for like 18 year olds who some of them are now millionaires because of it yeah it's insane and they became millionaires in like a month it's insane because no one knew about it yeah wait so I I still don't understand what is a snapchat spot like like I now it's literally it's it's like tiktok but there's no comments there it's just likes and it literally it's just it's just you know a week it's like a copy version of like reels tiktok and shorts yeah correct me if i'm wrong but i i feel like i heard david dobrik talk about it but yeah, he, he said it's like a, a new feature that snapchat introduced during covid yeah to get more people to post on the platform and it allowed creators uh the opportunity to post and if they get viral they get rewarded by getting paid by snapchat yeah exactly yeah so snapchat Snapchat themselves pay because they had that pool and like now i think it's a million dollars a month and so people aren't making that much money anymore but i think i started posting maybe a week or two before they started doing that month-long thing and so i was able to get um four million views and so yeah and so i thought thought you were gonna say dollars no 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 no, no, no. if i had four million dollars i'd be traveling the world right now Like, (laughs) like yeah um but uh, not to say that you can't travel without money, just you know. <laughs> but um, what's it called? So yeah, so I got four million views. So like Snapchat sent me a really good amount of money for that, like more than any brand deal I've done, or, like anything TikTok sent me, like that I've gotten on YouTube because YouTube does pay a good amount for even like shorts and like, it's, like videos. Um, so yeah, uh, Snapchat Spotlight was a very good benefit for me. And can, can I ask? Yeah. What is that number for Snapchat? Oh, for Snapchat, I think in the first week I got 50k. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. No, no, I believe it because David Dobrik was saying like, dude, I'm getting like 500 grand yeah. by doing nothing is what exactly. he said in that video, and nobody yeah. knew about it. Exactly. And like David Dobrik's luck, he I mean he worked he worked hard for his platform, but like he's big enough to the point where any video of him just goes viral. And so that oh helped my him. God. But there was a guy who made there was an 18 year old who made more than David Dobrik, and he's wow. he he makes content that's like, um, what is it, life hack like this kind of you know it's like it's like things that yeah. literally have to go viral because so many people like want to watch it and it has that retention rate and that energy. Yeah. Um. So he had like a lot of those videos from TikTok already that went viral. So when he posted them to Snapchat, he was one of the first people to post on Spotlight. So he made millions, like as an 18 year old from just reposted content. Yeah. And, what. Um, that's, that's insane yeah like if i was able to make you know 50k from like one week of video i think i only had like two million views or only but like you know compared to like views i have on like tiktok, like TikTok and youtube and, yeah. and instagram two million isn't a lot in comparison but they still paid me you know 
a really big amount for that. That's insane. I think I might become a content creator tomorrow, guys. Yes, do <laughs> it. Kidding. Yeah. Dude, you have yeah. to. I'm kidding. No, yeah. now more than ever is like and the like, right time. Yeah, they're not they're not paying much anymore. Like once you, once they get that information out of your videos and they're like, okay, like we gotta cap this. You, you were know, the first okay. market mover, bro. You're a part of the, the <laughs> I first. was one of them. Yeah, I, was, one of I, them. I wish I was I had posted on it earlier because then you know I have no idea what could have happened. But also I was in Colorado and I didn't really have content creator friends. And the reason why yeah. I posted in LA was because everyone was talking about it. And I was like, but no one was really posting on it because they're like, I don't know if it's going to work. But then I was like, one morning, I was like, let me just post it, like, whatever. Like, and, what then, and then it lose? worked. And yeah. I was like, and then now people are saying, like, I should have done it. Like, I'm just like, yep. <laughs> but you're yeah. right. Nobody really, I heard it and I was like, is yeah. this a fake hoax video? It that sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like it. The only it, people yeah. who were crazy enough to do it were people who knew it was real or yeah. 18 year olds that just had lots of viral content who had nothing to lose. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. And so that's why. Even though it's not a million dollars, I'm still fortunate for it. It was, it was a, for sure. Dude, no, you just that's a yeah. that's literally like an average full time income. Exactly. Like, yeah. Dude, out of college, that's you're done. You just did yeah, that in exactly. the spotlight. Yes. Yeah, so like when I was like, I was like, uh, my parents called me the other day and they're like, um, "Are you doing okay? Like financially and everything?" And I was like, "I'll just say that I'm in the top one percent of you know like people my age until like 25 or I think 30. I don't know, but yeah. So, yeah." That's awesome, man. Because, yeah. yeah, like as a creator, like realistically, finances is a real thing. Like if yeah. you can't afford to put a roof over your head, exactly, you're not going to be comfortable producing your content. Like that's, exactly. that's just the honest truth. And like my main financial goal right now is to, well, I guess not just financial, but like life goal, right? Right now, like my, my most like, I think doable goal for next year is to buy a house. And so um, I don't want to get a new car until I have to. Um, because I don't think I need a new car to show off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I want a new house to show off or like, that's awesome. And like, and like, cause houses build in, um, value and cars can deplete. It it depends on the car, but like they usually deplete in value. And so, um, that's my main goal right now is to get a house next year. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, to just kind of wrap this whole thing up, we know that you've been doing content creating basically almost all your life. And you mentioned you definitely, you're, you're putting this out there into the world. And I love you doing that. You're manifesting the idea of becoming an actor in a Marvel series. Yeah, specifically. So like <laughs> very in terms of, yeah, very, very specific. I like that too. I love that because it's like, you're literally trying to nail like one yeah. thing. You're not just throwing mud at the wall. Like, you know exactly what you want. Yeah. yeah. So. In terms of future aspirations, is acting in that direction the only thing you have in mind or like career-wise? Like what else can we expect from Ian Bach? Yeah, like growing up, traveling always made me the happiest. And so that's the reason I was telling like, you know, Jeremy earlier that I want to live near a beach um, because I just, I grew up, a lot of my life was in Hawaii. um, And so growing up in Hawaii was like a big, big part of me. And I went to the beach every single day almost. So um what's it called? Like, I, I want to keep traveling and seeing all the beaches around the world. Um, and I want to go to every country in the world. That's like one of my main goals that does not relate to anything career wise. Um, and I guess career wise, I just want to build, um, a lot of, you know, oh, streams of income, um, that I can manage. And then at some point I'll have to delegate those streams of income, mm-hmm. but I want to do that as much as possible, like at the age I am. And then, you know, uh, become a full-time actor maybe. Cause that's, that's just, Something I've dreamt of since oh yeah, a lot of people have dreamt of since they were kids and since I was a kid. So like I think that would make past me very happy and very proud. 
Yeah. Dude, heck yeah, man. Yeah. So to close it all out, uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, but I love watching the Vogue series with Billie Eilish where they interview her every yeah, single year. Yeah. So like, let's, let's pretend I'm, I'm a billionaire angel investor. <laughs> you just caught me in the elevator. What's okay. your elevator pitch? Cause I would love to hear what you're going to tell me about yourself now versus yes. like a year from now and maybe even five years from now. What would your elevator pitch be? All right. So. Hi, my name is Ian Boggs. For the past week, I've been getting a million views on every single video for TikTok and that I've posted. Like every single video I posted on TikTok has gone a million views. I'm kind of going off now. But <laughs> um, however, uh, I am incorporating acting. And if you are a billionaire angel investor and you're looking at me right now, um, we really need Asians in Hollywood. Um, we really need Asian representation and it is getting so much better and it is so happy, like so, so, <clears throat> so great to see and it is so incredible to see, but we can't just be like the, the one Asian in a film or the, that one Asian that is going off on TikTok. Cause I get that <clears throat> a lot. It's like, like, dude, like you, you are like that, old, like that one Asian guy that like is going off on TikTok and stuff. I'm like, like, no, like there, there are a lot of others, but we can't, you know, like it, 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 it is cool that like, you know, we're getting to that point, but I was hearing like other actors talk about this too. And the, and the black African-American community is saying that they have to fight to be that one black or African-American actor in a movie. Um, I know this is not really a good pitch, but <laughs> going off on a story. <laughs> However, um, I, have recently started a series on TikTok of an acting series, an acting POV story series where I, you know, built superpowers and I did all the VFX myself and I am the main character and I literally tied myself into a Marvel film and that series is getting a million views on every single video and it's on part six now. And so if you want to invest in someone who can be an actor, director or VFX artist or anything of that sort, I suggest you invest into me because one, we still need more Asian representation. Two, I'm already building my own stories and I'm making my own content. And I know <clears throat> I know how to act, even though I'm still taking classes and gonna enroll in more classes because I want to better myself every single moment that I can. And three, um, I already have almost five million followers in total, and so it would make sense to bring over that community that I've already built and um enjoyed creating and I'm proud of. And have that be in the Hollywood industry or entertainment industry in general. So, yeah. Nice. I'm not a billionaire, but take my money. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the time we got for the podcast today. Dude, Ian, thank you so much for making the time for us to just share your story, share us your 20 factor. And I honestly hope like this podcast, if you are a creator or if you're thinking about like even going down this route, I hope this motivates you into this direction because Ian, Ian is not a celebrity. Like he, he's a real tangible person who literally just pulled up to me in I'm the gym at one first. Like, no, he's. I mean, now you could say that. No, but, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm literally not. I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm not. <laughs> but but yeah. it's, it's like, dude, the numbers he's pulling, everything is real. And just like how we talked about in the podcast, all of this was tangible, and you really just have to want it. Yes, I, I hope that energy transmits to you guys, the listeners. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope this outro sticks and doesn't get cut off like the last podcast. Uh (laughs) But we'll see you in the next one. 
Peace. Yeah, See thanks, you. Ian. Thanks Appreciate for having it. us. Wait, having uh, me. quick plugs. Where are you at? What are uh, your socials? So on Instagram, I am Ian Boggs, I-A-N-B-O-G-G-Z. And on TikTok, I'm Ian Boggs, I-A-N-B-O-G-G-S. And you can find me on YouTube with that same username as well. All, All right. right. That's it. There you have it. We're out. Awesome. Thanks for having me.